the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Do you Uber a lot? Uh, yeah. Alright, you're nervous? <laughs> you're nervous. Yeah, that now really could... hurt you? Fuck, man. Sorry, I should laugh. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, that's like, oh, there's like a no joke, a an indent in the knuckle. What'd you do? Oh, God. I just rammed the top of my knuckle. There's parts of your body sometimes that you hit that you're like, oh, that 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 will make that will be the most painful thing of all time. Yeah, they're always the smallest little part of your body. What'd you Are hit you, though? He hit. He I hit don't want to say it because it's going to make me sound like a giant. But a knuckle. The knuckle is very sensitive. <laughs> Small part of the knuckle. You, did you consider yourself a pussy? <laughs> Going, I just, I think you would. I think we have to say actually, yes, just so Adam feels better right now. No, no, that 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 would have hurt any well, man. Are, are no. you a pussy, dude? Are you trying to fight me? You know what's great it's is okay. how quickly I deflected my knuckle pain onto. Would you fucking take? Would you take this, or would yeah. you throw your life out the pussy. window? I just bumped my knuckle. I mean, Andre the Giant wouldn't have been able to take that. That was serious. I Thank mean, this, this this took down a man. I've been waiting nine podcasts for him to put me in the same boat as Andre the Giant. <laughs> But no, like I, there's certain people and buddies of mine that I'm like, if shit went down, would they get involved or would yeah, they? I like would. Chris said last time I was here, Delia goes, uh, he goes, I don't fight or I would never fight or yeah. I would just not know what to do. But I feel like you would. I, I, if you had to, I've got my ass kicked a few, quite a few times, more than enough times growing up. Mm-hmm. I think when you get your ass kicked is when you know you can jump in because you know what the most painful thing is going to be. You know right. what to expect. So you're like... What sort of moves do you they were, If on somebody you? was attacking you, I would jump in. Yeah. I don't know how well I do, but I'd be saying so much shit. <laughs> so much talk. You have to to pump yourself it, it, up during the fight. fucking pussy yeah. and stuff like that. Well, I mean, you ca- yeah. yeah, you kind of have to to convince yourself to put yourself in that in that situation. Like, really? I'm going to uh, uh, make an attempt on someone's life based yeah. on the fact that uh, my boy Ray over here just got a drink thrown on him? All right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even think about it. I'll just jump in. I, I realized, though, I was like, I shouldn't do that anymore. I used to get in fights when I would drink when I was in college all the time. Really? All the time. What kind of fights? Just fist fights here and there. <laughs> I'd start shit. Somebody asked me to leave well, a fraternity I- house, and I'd be like, say please. Like, something like that. <laughs> and it was like, but it was only just drunk stupidity. Oh, that old story? You were you were trying to bring, bring fucking chivalry to the fraternity well, Greek system? I, I for, <laughs> could you hey, say man, please? You want to open the door for me when I'm stumbling home? The dude, <laughs> the dude responded, he goes, well, could you please go? And I'm like, say it nicer. And it's like, he said please, I should have just left, left it at that. And then everybody I came with, I, I thought was behind me, and they left. So it was just me and a fraternity oh, looking at me. And then I was just like, you know what? What? I'm gonna go. You know, what I mean? like act it's like, my decision. Like I wasn't scared shitless at this point, and then they were just all screaming at me. This was in Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island. Yeah. I didn't even go there. I was visiting, and I just there. But there was a fight earlier. My cousins went there, and his roommate got in a fight. And I guess they didn't get along with these people, and I jumped in on that. I don't even know them, you know, but more like break it up, like get a smack in. I didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to you say, know, what's your those? go-to move? Like as soon yeah. as you enter, you have to have a, a game plan. You're like, am I going people's Palm elbow? to the forehead. 
palm to the forehead. <laughs> I do a violent palm hit. To do the a forehead. palm strike like a because sassy black woman. If you woman. do a strike like that, they're like, what does he know? Because that's, yeah, like, a punch that's like, is a like everybody. Krav Maga type shit. Where yeah. like, I, I didn't even say that right, but uh, and you don't have to actually yeah. hit him. You can just come on, and you're like, ooh, that, the pop of the yeah, the pop of the bottom of the fist on the forehead. The little knuckles, the ones you just hurt, and then you put the palm into the forehead. Let's be honest, they're big. Hardest part of the head. That and it makes that nice little slap. That's just kind of like an extra. Forgive the phrase, slap in the face like this. Yeah, See? exactly. You know, you gotta yeah. do shit like that. Yeah, too. yeah. And they're like, ooh. I think Ryu in Street Fighter had that in his repertoire. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. This was the move. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you just had that. that. <laughs> Nobody could see me right now, but it's that. We should take a picture and tweet it out. <laughs> it's a great move. Is your, are your headphones on? I don't know. There's I a button on the left hand side. Oh. Well, that would probably help it because I'm yelling, huh? Yeah, you are. Anyway. Hear yourself now? Where is it? There's only one button there. <laughs> It's on. You fight, dude? <laughs> it's on. It's Where? on the side. Oh, it's on like that. It definitely yeah. did on the on the left hand side. This is. Good. Is that that? There you oh, go. Well, no, now I feel it's even worse. Is? Yeah. What kind of fucking thing is this? God damn it! Piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry for you. Those are Bose headphones, man. Our sponsor. Uh, uh, well, that's on. This is right. on. This is just like. I know what it is here. You do. I think this thing is. Wasn't it all the way? Yeah. Uh, oh. Is that yeah. is that nice there now, Brent yeah. Moore? Yeah. Oh man. Maybe you should. <laughs> this is what I sound like. <laughs> that that is kind of the depressing thing is that you uh, w- that oh. with the headphones now you know. <laughs> I just sound horrible. Can I turn this off? <laughs> no, you don't. Oh, look at this bitch voice. <laughs> what a boy. Well, I mean, you are dealing with two professionals right here with very low, rich voices. Yeah, yeah. I just. It's true. You both have very good voices for this. We get people all the time saying that they can't tell the difference between Adam and I when we're talking. Yeah. We we don't know how that's possible. Which makes me feel like my voice. What that tells me is my voice could pass as a dwarf's voice. Yes, <laughs> that 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 you can now go out like going out for voiceovers, and now in, in, instead of just doing the manly characters that you do, you could be like, "All right, I'm going out for the tree stump on My Little Pony, Jesus is Magic." I don't know why it's Jesus is Magic. Wow, <laughs> wow. I, I don't know why it's My, my Little, little Pony. pony. I, I, I just combined My Little Pony with a Sarah Silverman special. Why did I do that? Jesus, because that's the newest play coming out. Everybody knows it's in the breakdowns of L.A. Also, Brad know. just looks at me and assumes that like my career is going so well that that's the only voiceover audition. I'm getting is My Little Pony shit. Yeah. My Little Pony Jesus is magic. Hey, I just saw... Your name for the camera. <laughs> I just watched that documentary on uh, Netflix in the, a world. The, the, uh, the, the voiceover uh, The uh, Bronies. What's that? The, the, the Bronies is all about dudes and, like, adult dudes that watch My Little Pony. And, like, they have conventions and stuff. Jesus, that's and, weird. And they have raves, and they're dressed up as ponies. And, uh, I mean, after the third time I masturbated, that documentary was pretty disturbing. What an interesting... <laughs> Who the fuck finds that? Yeah. Who f- a brony? Oh, what if you were a brony? <laughs> you have to tell do, you, do you have weird shit like that that people don't know that you're that into? Me? Because, you know, there's that show, it's like Strange Addiction, where, yeah. like, the people, like, they eat soap, or they fucking, you know, they, they I'm hump addict- couches. I'm addicted to fighting. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, like, that's... That's a manly thing. Like you're wearing this. Like you're a man. You got a man. I'm wearing a a teal, a blue aqua powder, blue flannel right now. (laughs) Aqua powder. It's like. (laughs) Is that even a color? No, we're just combining words. (laughs) But it looks like like if a lumberjack had to go on a night out. 
<laughs> you know, that's what he wears. You dress well. Chris, our mutual friend, Chris D'Elia, who uh, you are starring with on the NBC show. NBC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> on the NBC. Wow, this fucking whiskey's already kicking yeah. in. On well, the we NBC... took a Xanax, too. We yeah, yeah. Xanax. a Xanax and a Quaalude. Um, do, huh? But who's counting? Um, uh, hug that mic as much as possible, too, so we can hug hug your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, you just sang on my album. I, you're, you, yeah. I can't uh, assume that you would think your voice doesn't sound good. Well, the singing voice is... <laughs> That's way better than this. The most bashful backup R&B singer. <laughs> just, <laughs> this league is quiet. What's going on, everyone? I don't know. I don't know how to scat Yo, well. Brent sang... Uh, <laughs> some <laughs> sang some amazing uh, backups on the only song on my album, Pop Tart Suicide, which you can get right now on iTunes or AdamRayTV.com. <laughs> Damn right. I, I, <laughs> go to iTunes, go to NBC, I, and get yourself Pop Tart Pony, <laughs> fucking Jesus is best. <laughs> you just die. Like, what uh, happened to Adam? I know, I'm having troubles. What but, a beautiful wording. But uh, you. Uh, um, that's what you gotta do next, Brent Moore. Well, who the fuck was I'm like? Scatman. Oh my god, That's this song is so good, dude. Is, Remember how I was about to shit on it and then it kicked <laughs> in? And I was like, I, you did have a pause right before yeah. you said song was and you yeah. said is. And I was like, never mind, it's great. <laughs> yeah, roller rink time. Roller rank time, dude. Yeah. That's fucking. You're a, you're you're good if you're roller skating to this song. Because you say, this is like it. an advanced solo roller. Skate, I was so. fantastic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Frontwards, backwards. All I want is is a visual of Brad, a video of him skating to this yeah. by himself, and everyone clears off the floor as this song comes on because they know. Oh shit, this is Brad Williams time. Yo, Brad, show me the fucking dance you were doing. He's coming down, doing a little shimmy. <laughs> But That's what so happens. serious, never smiles. Yeah, never way too serious. And then just gets off, puts on his coat, turns back on his skates, and does like a finger point shooter gun to everybody. And just <laughs> oh goes. yeah, and that and that shut and, the place down. And that like made the kids' day. Like one day maybe I could be as good as Brad on skates. How come there hasn't been a good roller skating movie? Ooh. Wasn't there Rollerball? Wasn't that with Bow Wow? Oh, Rollerball. Right, let's move on to another topic. <laughs> yeah. um, you should just. We should just make a fucking roller skating movie. Would you be in a roller skating movie? In a heartbeat. If, you're, if your show comes out amazing. and destroys, and yeah. you the show undate the show undateable, yeah. undateable. Brett Morn, uh, <coughs> great friend, great comedian, great actor. Yeah. Great singer. Thank you. You got a lot of great things going on. Great basketball player. Well, my you're, you're you're a great you're a streaky shooter. You're what a great... I am is, this is what I am as a basketball player. I think I'm Steph Curry, mm-hmm. but I don't make the shots. I play the exact same way, but he makes his. And oh, okay. I don't, like a 40 foot three for no reason <laughs> on a fast break. I'll do it. You but then I stop pop. Yeah, but sometimes you'll hit six in a row. Then man. sometimes I'll hit it. That's the problem, though. If I always miss, I'd stop. Right. And then I make it. I go, come on, I could do it. <laughs> and it's like, don't you're, do it, Brent. <laughs> you're like that gambler that once in every 15 tries, like just just nails a jackpot. You're like, oh, Kevin this Costner is, and Tin it, Cop. It's like, let's oh, shoot for call. it, hit the goddamn water 55 times. But then he made it. Who's your cheat? Who's your cheat? Caddy. Oh, I feel good about that. Uh, Rick Glassman is. <laughs> Rick Glassman. Also a star of the show. So it's you, Rick, Chris, Ron Funches. Ron Funches. Bianca Bianca Bianca. She would. Yeah, she was in a of engagement. Yeah, she's she's in the nicest woman in the world. Woman, she'd hate that. Nicest girl in the world. She right. girls, girls don't like to be called women. I don't think she would like to be called woman, but she's beautiful. Yeah, she's a hot chick. She's married. She's, uh, married. she's married to my boy uh, Mike Catherwood, who's amazing. The yeah. taping I went to, you got to make amazing. out with her. I didn't get to make. Oh, out that with. was Bridget. You made out with Briga. 
Whoops, Riga. <laughs> this is like Letterman. <laughs> his, all his facts are just Jeff Galuli. <laughs> I feel like I'm Leno, what he should have done his last four shows, where he just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and was just like, so, uh, so you're doing uh, what, what is this show? It's like a date, it's dateable central, dateable, dateable fun. It's like, what is it called? Deodorant pie? What, what's the name of this <laughs> Deodorant show? Deodorant pie? Yeah, that's the band coming up next. It's a Goo Goo Dolls, Jake. Yeah, fuck them. I don't care. Yeah, we'll, give you shit. Yeah, we'll give you shit. Anyway, <laughs> goodbye. And then he just disappears. <laughs> like, what? Just an abrupt, aggressive goodbye. What if he just disappeared? What if he had, like, they did that visual effects? He goes, we won't explain it. And we'll mm -hmm. just be like, good night and good luck or some shit. And then he just right. vanished. And everybody like, went, was he not fucking real? Like, like the Foot Clan. Ninja yeah. vanished, like throws yeah. down the smoke bomb. And just gone. Oh, they do it great. in post, but nobody <laughs> brings it up. Nobody's like, well, is he coming back? It's like, nobody even, goes. like, hints at, like, hey, shit went down on Leno. You know, because yeah. sometimes shit will go down and then BuzzFeed or somebody will pick up and, and post something on Facebook yeah. being like, something crazy went down on fucking Leno tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like? I got so many questions about uh, the sitcom world. Obviously, I'm a veteran. One episode yeah. of According to Jim, yeah, seven bro. years ago. Yeah, so I mean, all that. I, I don't even. Know I watched if, that episode. I don't though. even know. You should be asking the questions, Adam Ray. I mean, it's, it's just whole news for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should ask you. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it was great. I mean, Brent, do, said, do, oh. do, 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 do you have any questions about the world that you're about to be coming into, uh, to Mr. Adam Ray? Who's that guy, Jim? Jim Parsons? Who is he? Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. <laughs> yeah, who Henry Winkler told so me shitty, by the to way. treat like an emperor. Really? Really? Yeah, because I, you know, as I'm driving to set, I'm like, all right, the start of Happy Days. I have his number. I should probably call him for some advice. I'm about to do a live taping, yeah. which I've never done before, and I have three scenes, and I don't want to fuck it up. Because yeah. in your head, one thing like that you think could be the game changer, because you course. don't know any better. Yeah, you're like, it's according to Jim, this and then I mean, yeah. so many careers, it. so many careers have been built on according to Jim. That's true. The the the, 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 the pedigree of that show <laughs> is just unbelievable. It's like Saturday Night Live, according to Jim. Uh, that's better. What else? And that's it. Yeah, we, but you're that naive. Like when you yeah. first get out. I'm sure when you first got out of here, you were like, I mean, what was... When I first got out of here, I went to, to film school, and I went with the intentions that I would not graduate. Like, even my mom was like, well, he's not going to graduate. He's going to... You're going to blow up. I, I hope. in six months, I'd be fucking Shia... Not oh, okay. fucking Shia LaBeouf, but I'd be <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. I thought I was in disturbia and trance. I pictured that for me. I was going to be to. the guy yeah. doing that You have shit. to have that type of yeah. uh, unabashed confidence. So your mom was supportive, but not uh, hopeful. She was way hopeful. Okay. Like, when I graduated... You know, graduated high honors. Um, Whoa. Well, it's art school. But uh, oh, okay. so I guess everybody did. But <laughs> either way, my mom was like, well, congratulations. I was like, yeah, I know. We failed. And it's like college graduate. We're both like, shit, Shia took the career, man. He took that goddamn career from me. He was really who you like looked up to. And well, because he's a dude that I saw that I thought, okay, we're like the same height, the same build. We're both, mm. you know, high sixes or sevens. You, both, you know what I mean? You, you, both, I, like, you, you both love taking material from Japanese filmmakers. I, I, that was my thing. First off, Shia, <laughs> pronounced Shia. People don't fucking think about this. Is a buddy of mine. Me and him play golf. You serious? He, well, he just walks around and smokes, talks about nature. I play. Uh, you follow him on the course. Yeah, he screams shit at him. He responds like, "Hey, leave me alone, guy." And you're like, "We're buddies. We are buddies." And are you for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voice, you always gonna say yeah like four yeah, times, yeah, way yeah. too high. Yeah, yeah. By the um, way, uh, we play a game sometimes on this podcast called "What Will Adam Believe?" Because Adam will believe. <laughs> Fucking yeah. anything well, it's tell possible sometimes. You, yeah. It is possible where we are in, in our lives that I could be friends with Shia Dude, LaBeouf. Yeah, I've seen pictures of you on Facebook with like Kristen Bell. So I'm, um, you know. Well, you know, with me when you're, you're dancing in the dark, you're going to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> 
that was gonna be the sexiest, <laughs> weirdest. Like, you can't commit to it. That's when what you're I would always. In the dark, if the Joker just fucking was hammered and couldn't get it out, yeah. I'll tell you. Ever dance with the devil when you got your shoes tied on your pants? What's up? What I always it? used to say on uh, on Undateable because I was the only one who really drank on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if and I, on the tour, yeah, and on the tour I would, but I'd always say to uh, this guy uh, David Finn, who's who's the British guy on our show, yeah. plays a gay guy. He's the other guy who drinks, but we never got to drink together. And I'd come in, and he'd be like, "How was last night?" I go, "Yeah, it's gonna if I dance with the devil, I'm gonna tell you I did." Okay? And I was always talk like that. about like, "Listen, I want to go find find some trouble in the shadows and see if we can get lost in some time." And he's like, "He's like," so he'd be like, Shh, "Would you like to get a drink?" And I'm like, "Oh, we're we gonna get a drink or we're we gonna dance? I don't know what we're doing." And I would just disappear. Like if we had like a dinner or something, yeah. I, they go, "Where are you gonna go?" All right, I'm gonna go get lost. We'll see what happens. I said, "If it's a solo dance, it better be a slow song, if you know what I mean." And it's just like you turn into the coolest man on the planet. Oh, yeah, I just I love talking like that because what's funny to me is if, if we keep going if one if we air and if we have like a season three and i'm in rehab <laughs> the press conference would be like brent brent are you going to rehab let me tell you something sometimes you dance to the devil you get the horns okay? <laughs> you gotta find a way out of that do you already start fantasizing about the rehab where- <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like where the show could go i it's impossible not to it is impossible. I think as comedians, we're lucky because I think everybody, every one of us is a little pessimistic. Mm-hmm. So it's like four of us on the show are comics. So anytime somebody's like, they love it, they're da da da. I, I, me, Rick, maybe not, I don't know about me and Chris don't talk about that much, but I know Rick and I will always be like, I wonder if we're on a sinking ship. You know what I mean? Like, our, our, it's like they're lying to us. That's what I always think. Yeah. Well, that, you well, can't help but yeah. picture it. And that has just happened to all of us so many times in this yeah. business where people come up and, like, you're on this thing and it's going to go. Yeah. It's the next big, blah, blah, blah. and then it doesn't happen. So you just stop getting yeah. your hopes oh, up. Oh, dude, I wouldn't even. I, I, I don't know if, you know if you either of you two remember, but when I got back from doing the heat, I kept myself very, almost like talked it down and, and yeah. didn't want to even talk about it because in my head, I was like, yo, I could get cut out or significantly cut down. Yep. Sure. Like, e- even though I was could be kind of integral Brody to Stevens plot, at that point. Like, you just don't know. You don't know. A- and you're and thinking about it, too. Yeah. You're always, and I think that's comedian. I think com- com- like in comedy, we're used to losing. Yeah. So it's like, when you're used to losing, you just think, like, when something good happens, it's like, ooh, shit, oh, that yeah. can't It'll happen. It'll be taken away What the fuck me. is going to happen now? Oh, yeah. That was the most, like, nervous I got. But y- with that said, you can't help but think you're on an NBC sitcom you're like yeah this goes what if this went five or six years? yeah you're on a network you, show you're on fine. a you're on a show that uh where where chemistry is huge because on a lot of yeah. shows i'm just talking to somebody about this the other day how how uh people you know want like a workaholics yeah. type vibe thing because they're like they see how great the chemistry is between those guys because they knew each other and you guys i can't think of another show quite honestly in the past handful of years other than workaholics where people are coming in with a, a built-in chemistry yeah because that's why shows just fail where they they cast these people and they have the reads in it and it works kind of and they shoot it and then they'll recast or they'll just go ah fuck it like this isn't yeah. working mm-hmm. but like work. you and chris know each other really since well i was a teenager i've known him since i was 19 no shit at the haha cafe oh, college on lancashire yeah yeah he Lovely was like ha-ha. 26 or 36 i don't know how old he is he's aged <laughs> but uh it, you know he doesn't, he doesn't look good take the hair and the beard away if you're seeing a, a Warm, but the point is, <laughs> go ahead, ladies. He yeah, fits yeah. jackets well. We get it. <laughs> it's only because he's got a disproportionate body. Either way, see his calf muscle. See if you still want to fuck him. Either way, uh, <laughs> this is the kind of shit that Chris and I. Oh yeah, it's like in the show. What's, what's good is like, uh, like my character is 
it somewhat reminds me of when I was like 19 right. and when Chris was like 26 because it was a lot of like him and like Jason Collins were the two dudes that I yep, like right. were my first two friends and to, they were like the first dudes that were like dudes too. Jason Collins, the uh, not the gay basketball player. No, no, no. The okay. R&B slash gay basketball player. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> if you see him play, he's very feminine. Yeah. But, uh, he can great comic, Jason man. Collins. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're great talking comic, about. Great comic, America's future, America's dad. But uh, <laughs> There you go. He is. I think he's America's Everybody dad. wants to be labeled that, by the way. America's dad? Yeah. yeah. I know. Fuck. Cosby kind of was. Reginald Bell Johnson kind of was. <laughs> what a name that name is, huh? Alan Thicke is. Alan Thicke, man. Uh, is and always Alan will Thicke be. Alan definitely cheated on his wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Alan or, Ro- Alan or Robin? No, Robin, I think, was okay. Alan's got that look of, like, the dad who fucked all the moms. He does, dude. Doesn't he? And yeah. all the son's girlfriends. Yeah. And he would tell Robin, like, well, you know, you gotta... I don't yeah. know how he talks. But like, <laughs> you know, you, you, like gotta try, Mason, you gotta try yeah. some pussy. And it's like, Dad, it's, come on. Let's Mike. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I like that girl you got. Was she black? It's like, that. it's the first thing that he would say. Yeah. Like, dad, dad, dad. Always Alan, to try call that. me Alan. I'm <laughs> not old. Well, it's like, yeah, let it like, go. <laughs> You got the hairline of a 14-year-old. You're fine. Uh, but he you, hits hard, too. I bet he beats. Never mind. Anyway, I'm just saying that he probably By the way, Alan Thicke is coming in here after you. So, really? Yeah. You need to tone well, it down. Yeah, he's got a good fashion. voice. Fuck you, Alan Thicke. I'll get Shia Shia LaBeouf on you. What a good friend of mine. Wait, 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 uh, wait, no, I'm kidding. Alan and I have known each other for years. If you did have this just like deep-pocketed celebrity like friend... Uh, collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's a great question. As you continue to grow in this business, there you go, and your fame continues to yeah. either uh, skyrocket or plummet. Plummet. Uh, who who would you love to see your a picture to? of you tagged on Facebook with, where people were like, where the person tags you in it? You know, okay, I know what you where mean. you're not going out of your way. It's like got they're it. they're like, yo, this is cool. I got this kick it with motherfucking Brant Morin, and that doesn't have to be a black a guy. That voice. No, a no, that could easily be Ben Silverman, who was also on Growing Pains. He played That's the true. son, or ben, that very much know. into hip hop. Everyone knows that. Like that. Well, I'd say it, athletes. Yeah, I was gonna be like we Derek talked Rose. about this once. Yeah. yeah, Derek Rose. If me and him are good buddies, mm-hmm. Chris Paul. If me and him are good buddies, and he goes out of his way, like yeah, the way our buddy Adam Devine gets recognized at Clippers games. Which is his team, and then Blake and DeAndre and Chris Paul will look at him and go, "What's up, man? Yeah. Love the show." Yeah, that, that, that to would me kill me. That would is, drive me nuts. Oh man, if Sean Kemp came up to me and was like, "Yo, dog, <laughs> the Heat was the shit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd fucking it'd be the greatest I'd day. Lose it. You could be one of Sean Kemp's kids. You don't know that. You could be. You I think be. I do know that. I don't know. I think I actually. I should have yes ended that. <laughs> Worst improv show ever. <laughs> you could no. You could this. Nah, I couldn't have. Next time. Oh, there's no way. I have parents. Yes, and. <laughs> That's no, the you rule. have to do the. Damn it, Adam. <laughs> I am not Sean Kemp's kid. <laughs> Funny story about this. So we're doing the Undateable Comedy <laughs> Tour. Yeah, let's give a, a quick overview, though, of the show before yeah. we get in. Because we were. What the show is? Yes. Nice. This is my favorite part. Yeah, all right. So I play. Great. Thanks for coming on, Brent. Now, tune in next week. We've got Neil Brennan from the Chappelle. Out of time. We have Neil Brennan from the. uh, That's his name, by the way. We like to say a little fancy. Good buddy. Yeah, Neil Brennan. The show stars. Chris D'Elia, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, and Brent Morn. Mm-hmm. And then you're David Finn, also. Uh, created by uh, Bill Lawrence, who created. Created by Adam Stekiel. Yeah. Uh, very handsome movie writer, wrote Due Date, Project X. He's just got paid the right Where the Millers 2. Jesus. Um, he's mm-hmm. just a hot guy, 36, beautiful wife, just had a kid, beautiful kid. Bill Lawrence is showrunner and also creator, executive producer, created Scrub Spin City. Also, beautiful wife, three gorgeous kids. 
Uh, six, about six four, blue eyed, brown hair. I know a lot of things about Dude, They need to put you on all the talk shows, man. Yeah, you exactly. are killing it with the details. <laughs> and that's who they are. And then you got us, a, a, a misfit of bandits. You got the the big old Jew Rick, kind of mm-hmm. walking around with the fro and the glasses and the the neuroses, but he's got that black confidence, as you know. Yep. You got Chris D'Elia, who's just you know he's Prince in his mind. Yep. That's good for him. <laughs> that's good for Rock TV. Funches, America's sweetheart. Yeah. So yep. All our ratings and all our trailers and posters should be him. <clears throat> Bianca. Everything he says is a Kay. We're gonna call you Bianca K in Hollywood. You got to change that name. Let's make it Keller. So Bianca Keller, she's fantastic. Honestly, one of the sweetest people in the world. Going to be an awesome mother. I tell her that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we have David Finn, a British actor, was in one episode of Game of Thrones, but he was also in Ricky Gervais's Life's Too Short. Hilarious episode, probably the best one of the season. Great improviser as well as actor. Hits the drama notes very well. Briga Healan, who's in Ground Floor and also plays my love interest in this show. She gets to work both shows. Next Jennifer Anderson, who knows, but mm-hmm. we'll think so. Uh, <laughs> then we have Eva Martin. Martino, who's married to Kyle Martino, the famous uh, soccer player, but she's also Susan Randon's daughter. Talented actress, extremely down to earth, great oh, shoe game, and yeah. sometimes would give you a back massage if you were stressed out on set, which Wait, was like, this is an awesome day. Is she the one that was on Californication? Yes. Oh. Sexy. Yeah. Beautiful. Well done, stunning. sir. And her husband's a great guy, so that's where I'm going to end that conversation. Okay. <laughs> but either soccer way, player. the show is basically about, I play Justin, yep. a lovable loser who owns a bar, and you're probably wondering, how can he own a bar and be a loser? Well, you'll see. Because okay, I kind of mess things up. I dress like Ned Flanders, shirt tucked in, straight edge kind of guy. Talk a little higher, you know. Action movie's gone. Um, <laughs> it's fine. We write our own things. All right. Uh, Chris D'Elia plays a womanizer who believes that he's like God's gift to women, but he can't lock down a chick. Right. Yeah, so. but what part does he play? <laughs> ah, see what uh, I did there? Look at that. Ah, that's quick. Uh, that's you why it. you run a podcast. That's why I'm on. That's why I'm doing it. The two of us have to move in together because my bar's not doing well, and his roommate left, and he doesn't want to grow up, and I believe in love and i'm in love with the waitress at my bar and he kind of like looks at me he comes to my bar and he sees my friends and he's like you guys which rick glassman and ron funch is playing david yep david's recently gay overweight doesn't know how to like approach men and ron just soft-spoken he's more open with us but not with ladies and rick just says all the wrong things but it's a lot of confidence in it and so he kind of sees in all of us you guys all have your problems but secretly he has a problem too and he's just as undateable as the rest of us and the basic idea of the show as well as by the way chris's uh, sister played by Bianca, yep. recently mm-hmm. divorced, kind of a wino. And she, which interesting about her character is she's pretty, but she's so self deprecating and like has a lot of problems. And just like you could see her settling for like a guy she shouldn't settle for. Yep. Everybody kind of messes up. It's basically one of you guys at the end of the season. Spoiler. You never know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We got to see the season. It's definitely what, what show would you say for people? Because. Uh, I went to a live taping, yeah. and I the, the I was just trying to you know talk about earlier with the chemistry. It's like it's bananas between you guys. Like to see yeah. that stuff translate uh, live like that in front of the audience and on TV is, I think, why the show is going to do really well. And also, the writing is great. But you guys, like you've told we me, build ad lib, man. Yeah, that's that's one thing on this show that was kind of like I thought so awesome is Bill Lawrence had funny people and he was like listen you guys can you guys can make this funny let's let's go for it chris and i know each other so well you know rick and i know each other so well i mean what do you know about chris that you're able to play off of it's just like i know that if he he goes a certain way i like because we'll never talk beforehand when we're gonna add we do one take of the script and if the writers have kind of like an idea they'll come for the second take and give us like an idea and if it's really funny we're like oh hell yeah um if not if bill doesn't really believe in it he's like just go for it. Usually what happens is he goes, all right, we got it. So you guys just want to go for it? We're like, sure. And then we'll go for it. In front of a live audience. In front go of a live audience. Like, yeah. And let me ask you, how much of, do you think of your stand-up and everything has prepared you for those moments to where you don't think twice oh, yeah. about trusting yourself? Because mm-hmm. like to just say, hey, go for it, like, oh, yeah. and 
I'm going to give you one chance to improvise yeah. something great. That'll and terrify a lot either, of actors. They could either get in and make this episode better or yeah. not get in and we go, all right, we're going to use what we wrote, which is also great. But you yeah. have a chance to really make that moment your own. You get to go for it. That was one of the things Bianca actually pointed out that she said she – and I never thought about it, but she was like, you know what's interesting about you guys? You're not scared to fail. And as a comic, you can't be. You can't, you know what yeah, because I mean? you're like, always trying out new material. There's definitely been times where I've tried something and it didn't work or one of us did. And the second like they yell cut, like the audience didn't really laugh and we'll be like, oh, drop that one. And, like yeah. we're making fun of ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't take it personal. We're like, all right, let's try something else. It's just like I've, Chris does something. I know how to react to him because my character is definitely more the straight guy in general. And if he's doing some crazy, weird thing. Chris does a good job of setting the tone, too, because he's pretty fearless, I'd yeah. say, as as much as you... He's hilarious, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's like yeah, you have to... Like, to uh, that, I think that's one of the things that... Uh, that any actor, I mean, in any acting class I've been in, where people just are are uh, afraid to take risks and really just like, yeah. just try, like, just try something, mm-hmm. and it takes a, a while to even get to that place. So if you can do that uh, with a lot of money at stake and a live audience <laughs> yeah, and a network going, this fucking better be the next Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty awesome. But it's I, so fun. I mean, some of our scenes though will go, we'll just end up going. And it will be like, it's like a nine minute scene where we're like, I have no idea how you're going to fit that in the 22 minutes. But our tape <laughs> we'll nights were, our tape nights were awesome. You guys do stand up. We do stand up. We mess with the crowd. Bill Lawrence will talk to like the TV nerds about scrubs and answer any questions. Mm-hmm. It's a four hour tape night. Nobody ever leaves. Everybody stands by the end. And we got to the habit where like our tape nights were like selling out. People were coming. Because we you're getting a free stand up show. Like yeah. the one I went they to, you that. all did a set in between yeah. like eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And these people, like no show. I went to a tape friends my freshman year of college yeah. when i got out here oh that's awesome and it was the best but like in between like they would you know banter and every now and then look up to the audience but right. they never it, yeah. like the and obviously friends was hugely popular at that point but still if, if they'd even gotten up and addressed the crowd and done a q a people would have lost their we minds. Lost shit. let that, alone david schumer doing like some stand up <laughs> imagine I mean, if he did hey guys <laughs> no, no, i'll do schumer no schumer's like hey uh, hey you ever hey you ever and then ray romano comes in and goes i got this hey yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. Both of those are terrible. Hi guys, but like <laughs> it's David Schwimmer. <laughs> Is that like Harry Carey doing oh, like David Schwimmer? Hi everybody. See, we're all killing right stand now. Up. Yeah, this, is, this is the show. This, this is, is the show. This is why we hang out, man. Yeah. But but, <laughs> that, but that that is so great that they that they, that they allow you guys to do that because I've been to sitcom tapings where they have uh, some out of work for the last thirty years comic who does audience warm up. That's yeah. a tough job. It, it's a amazingly tough yeah, job yeah. so you see a guy I got a lot like, of respect for that so you got you see a guy like Brody Stevens who does it so amazingly well yeah. it's so much respect for him yeah he's uh, a game changer but yeah and then like they, it's, it's their job to keep the audience entertained right. when they're seeing a take but it's yeah. one time. person that's what you're yeah. trying to say right that one person yeah, yeah. we so, have that guy and we would just go up and be like give me the mic and he's like he's like he All loves right, it fuck yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah take it take away take the attention him. off me for a few minutes because I've just done my fifth dad versus yeah. dad dance for chocolate <laughs> <laughs> it that, that I couldn't imagine doing that gig, but yeah, he'll yeah. just sit back, relax. He was a cool dude, and we would just, you know, sometimes it kind of backfired though. Like if you went for it, like I tried not to do traditional stand up a lot when I was like. Sometimes we'd have behind the scenes camera crews. Yeah, try a few bits. Mm-hmm. I just felt that like for me, I wanted to like improvise or mess with the audience or, or come up with something new. Like Rick and I would grab the mic and do something stupid or. You know, but like there was a, a time where everybody just started doing material, and I was like, "All right, I guess I'll do material." And I know Chris did it once. My, I think it was the night my parents were there, and I went before him, and because my parents are there, I just roasted my dad, and like the audience That's lost incredible. it. Yeah. I don't know if he was just trying to be funnier than me, but then like 
three scenes later or just like show my parents up i don't know but he just takes the mic and does like a like special energy like our special energy of his best bits material yeah crushes oh jesus then it's me and him in a scene and like the far uh, my office which is away from the audience yeah. too, so that's already against us yeah, if you haven't been to a sitcom taping they have all like the fi- like the bar the, like the main sets are all in a long like yeah. fraternity row right. so it's like from one end is like the bar then the middle is a bedroom then an office then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we yeah, it's not like rotating it. or anything we do the first first off we start it and we do the scene no laughs and then Chris what's goes, that like by the way it's just weird you just sit there like oof because it's standing because you know that's where the joke's supposed yeah, the laugh yeah. is supposed to be and that wasn't there and the funny thing is they say and cut and Chris goes man I'm tired because he just did 20 minutes of stand up mm-hmm. and I went well congratulations Chris you just made us follow you and then you know <laughs> and he was like oh shit you're right so but that got the audience into it a little bit yeah. great dude you can always get them back you well just and that and I love uh, and because you guys come from the world of stand up comedy you're willing to take risks when it doesn't work whereas if, if a traditional actor is out there then the lines don't work they just go well these, these are the lines I was given this is what I have to work with whereas you guys are more like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take some chances. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'll, have some shit happen. I, I, kept, I kept jokingly saying to the writers, uh, I would suck look, my I would dick. Look, I would suck <laughs> my dick, you fucking uh, idiot. Jokingly. Uh, <laughs> no gays and shit. They're like, Brad, I'm a dad. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about you. Star. But uh, I would look at the script and go, this is, this is funny. I, um, where's my comedy fall? And I kept saying like nice. I wanted a comedy fall, like my John mm-hmm. Ritter comedy fall. I, right. I was like, just gonna ask, is yeah. that a sitcom guy you've looked at? Van yeah, Dyke. I love John yeah. Ritter, and I was like, I want my my comedy fall. I need a com. I was jokingly said it, and then they put in like a fall. The episode I, I went to, you when did I fall? I, I fell. Let me tell you, you walk up the stairs. By the way, you're great at that. That <laughs> I is love not doing that, dude. Show. If you make a fake fall look fake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. awkward. Get off the set, man. Yeah. Dude, I, Ritter was the best, and hey, man, uh, <laughs> your fault was great. I remember watching and I the first time, because I, I, I knew it was coming, yeah. just the way like things were going, and you were walking up the steps, and you had a lot of confidence, yeah. I think, before oh, you turned around. Yeah, and yeah. you went into, the last one you did, I, hopefully they keep, you tripped, and uh, not to spoil anything for the listeners, but you tripped and you fell into a bush, and you like, or the plant, yeah. and you grabbed part of the plant, yeah. and then came up with part of the plant, and yeah, then yeah. like still did up and did like another like shooter fingers yeah, back yeah. to the girl. Oh, it was great. Dude, dude I, I would get like amp game day amp, because like, sometimes we do a take and if I felt like there was one where like Chris and uh I believe Rick are carrying my like a desk into my office. Yeah. Because Chris is like trying to act like he owns part of the bar now. Right. And I don't and like, like he, it. And like so, he lift weights, lifts weights in yeah. real life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to jump. I, I was supposed to just jump on the desk, yeah. you know, to stop them from moving it and then continue talking. So we did one take of that. Didn't really get a laugh or anything. And I didn't tell anybody, but I was like, I was like, I think I want to fall over this desk. <laughs> you know, but there was no room between like the booth. Like there was like a sharp end to the booth. There was like a little room, but I noticed like, during the scene that the thing wavered a little bit so there was a little room so i just did it one of the best falls i ever had because i went jump you think like, that in your head don't you yeah i was like oh come on you got this i go there's a little <laughs> space because i said i can't do it don't do it you're gonna hit your head on the the thing on the bottom and yeah it's mm-hmm. gonna be surgery and then <laughs> i literally had a little bit of window and i go fuck it do it now and i went no and i, s- I slid and then fell and hit the ground on the other side <laughs> And then the whole audience goes, oh, oh and like laughs. Mm-hmm. And then I pop up because I knew I was going to do it. And yeah. I just continue the scene. 
but I was like, that's, and it just, things like that, where it's like, then like Bill Lawrence comes out and I'm like, oh shit, I wonder if he's mad. Cause I should tell people I'm doing that, right. yeah, especially directors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were like, awesome. Stay there. We got to get a pickup here. Like, so hopefully they use it. But, oh, so they totally adjusted for you. Yeah. They, they, I broke the couch once too, which was like the couch, like Chris supposed to throw a coffee mug on my head and I'm supposed to like take it and be like, ah, and then the girl's like, what? And I'm like, nothing. Woo. I'm excited. Like that. <laughs> and, uh, I just, I knew I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I'm going to go over this couch. So it hit me. And then I hit the couch and the couch like snapped out and i just fell over the couch like almost like it was a prop couch <laughs> and then the props had to come in and like fix the couch like a fucking yeah. like nascar and i felt bad because when i worked at conan you gotta let the prop guys know what you're gonna do because right. it's on them they look bad and like i remember that's why i went to them i was like i'm so sorry guys i'm like are you fucking kidding that was hilarious and i'm like oh my god i love this job dude that's, that's why i want to keep doing it man that thing was so fun well, the like, freedom they're allowing yeah. you to, to mm-hmm. also but like stay within the lines of everything you do with the improv and stuff yeah. but to like and that's again why I think the show is going to do well because I think Bill is recognizing that oh I cast guys who are like multifaceted and I'm not just going to make them do what you know the people we've hired to do and and it's, yeah. it sounds like also you have writers that are yeah. selfless enough to be like oh these guys can improv and are dope yeah, comics yeah they loved it man yeah. so I mean, let's be collaborative because and just yeah. make the best thing possible and not try to make it like they hey loved it too dude like the writers too would get amped because they knew on tape night they could think of something and they're like oh dude even off something you ad lib they'll be like oh what if you did this I too and you're say, like fuck yeah, yeah that's, that's gotta be fuck yeah dude that's like it was like a just it was like a fraternity you're like yeah, yeah fuck yeah let's all do it's it. a comfortable experience and so many times you hear about comics that get parts on shows and like you were hired to be funny yeah. because you're funny uh-huh. because you're a stand-up comedian you're a professional you are funny for a living it's all you think about and then you have showrunners and managers come like all right well, what would i think would be funny yeah. is and then it's just fucking awful i don't know why i <laughs> turned into like every every bad guy in the muppet <laughs> like, movie but uh that's what i did like they're just dying. That, that was like a manager's dying wish like well if i had it my way what i would do with those whippersnappers you, you would have fallen on the couch you would have done the baskin robin commercial <laughs> fuck i guess we got to do the fall he's gonna die we have to <laughs> wait so, <Thank> you. <laughs> so who's the guy that you would want to be tagged in the photo of it would be undateable Rose, yeah chris paul steph curry all athletes sure. yeah. all fucking athletes mostly yeah. basketball players too so other actors and movie stars don't impress you um you know what there's something about actors and musicians and this sound cocky but i just feel like i could do that you know what I mean? Or I'm right. I'm in the business of that yep. mm-hmm. as opposed to like athletes. It's like, oh my God. No way. I yeah. look up to you literally and like also yeah. you're just awesome. Yeah, that, and that, that, that's why that's why one of the reasons I love sports so much is that no one got on the Miami Heat because his dad yeah, knew yeah, yeah. the owner of the team or whatever. Like, no, you're at that level because you can do something better than anyone else on the planet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. LeBron. I, I'm not going to mention LeBron. Yeah. LeBron would be, I would. Yeah. If he, like, tagged you in a photo, like, hey, this is me and Morin. Dude, like, Adam, Adam told me I that cry. Woody Harrelson is a fan of workaholics. What? Like that to That's like, kind of cool. All yeah, right, there's yeah, certain yeah. Jack Nicholson or some dude like Come that. Come on, I right? Snap. Yeah, that would be awesome. Hanks dinner. Tom Hanks fucking DMs you and just goes, "Hey, son, dateable. You got yeah. great timing. Like, way to go. Sure. New me. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom, greatest wow. compliment ever. Wow. Way to go, new me. <laughs> okay. Well, that was my next question. I was is, cry. Who do you think you are going to be Hanks. the next? I'm the next Tom Hanks. Goddamn. I like it. Start off. Way to go, new me is the best. Start off with. Start off with bosom buddies. Such a cocky. Dick and I am. <laughs> right. It's like I'm in a sitcom that has no air date, and I'm like, I'm the next Tom Hanks. <laughs> Friend, you're 27. It's the first job you booked. <laughs> Got like, it. Well, whatever. Jay Z didn't start till he was 26. Jay Z would be a fun friend too. Yeah. Just because you could like get free shit, like Fuck Tom yes. Ford stuff. Do you still love? Uh, you started stand up how long ago? When I was 18, 19. Okay. And what was your first in back in Connecticut? Here. 
here. Oh, you started out here. You didn't do it in college. No, well, I did do it in college. Well, if, I, yeah, that's right. Film school in LA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was the first gig like? Uh, it was a Laugh Factory three minute open mic. Oh, you and I both started there. Yeah, I didn't know first where else ever to show. Go. Yeah, so I just did that. Isn't that was... funny that when you start, there's like you don't know what you don't have any older comedian mentors to tell you what to do. Yeah, you don't right. know about googling for the shows, like finding nope. open mics. You're just like, oh. oh, I see a place. I should probably just go there. Wait, was that a line? line? For yeah, three hours. I waited in line three yeah. minutes for three minutes. And, and uh, old uh, bomb, old Harvey announces well. your name. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, Harvey. And now we have another comedian. Let's get a round of applause for uh, Brent Morin. No swearing. You know? And then you're like, oh. <laughs> I know. I said tits the only time I did it. And then uh, Jimmy goes, buddy, buddy, you're so dirty, buddy. You said yeah, tits. Yeah. It was a joke about me being a fat kid and, and me being teased. And I go, I go, everyone think being teased as a fat kid is awful. Uh, you know, but there are actually a lot of benefits. I was the first one in the fourth grade to get a set of tits. <laughs> I go, I would charge my friends five bucks to fill me up in the lunchroom. I go, I go, Kit Kats weren't uh, cheap, you know, yeah, 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 and yeah. make some extra candy money. And nobody left. And then I like that joke. Though. So do I. I, I don't do it anymore. You. No, no. traumatized. For I don't do personal fat kid stuff anymore. And now it's just about like my not wanting my nieces to get fat. So I project my problems nice. with like snacks <laughs> onto like pro- problems with snacks. Sounds like a book that the Berenstain Bears like <laughs> Berenstain Bears and the problems with snacks. Yeah, Papa Bears the like real life true story of the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> problems then, with snacks. You know I did yeah. that right? What I did that as a video, a sketch. Any true Hollywood story? That's right. That's right. I remember that. I remember you did that. But it, it's after the fight. You know, in my head, took that from us. Problem with snacks. In my head, I thought it was going to go viral because I'm like, because the woman was the uh, the her Stan and Jan Bernstein, and she had passed away, and I was like, I'm going to make this fake E2 Hollywood story that showed like the dark side that nobody knew about about the Bernstein Bears. Yeah. I thought that would go viral, man. But it turns out nobody gives a fuck about Stan and Jan Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> That's sad because Stan and Jan Bernstein are American treasures in my in, in I my think opinion. So. It's bullshit. Thank you. Um, the Viking funeral they deserve. What was like the first bit you did at that open mic? Do you remember? I think I do. I said it was. Uh, oh man! Speaking of bears, I, I said. I know. I know what it was. Fuck yeah! I said, I'm not scared of horror movies. Film school kids, so of course, it was right. a fucking movie. Sure, and it's I what you like, know. Yeah, I was like horror. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't know much at 18, 19. Justifying yeah. your shitty material. Yeah, I said. Uh, I said. Uh, <laughs> it's what I was you just know, thinking man. about. It's like if Harvey interviewed me. Sure, kid. It's what you know. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, you're so right. Don't be scared. Just tell us how you feel. <laughs> Thank oh, you, Harvey. I said, uh, Can I I'm put not, my hand here. Yes. I said horror movies today make it so you're not scared of the killer anymore. I'm only scared of those little girls and their dolls. And I acted out like if I had a daughter and she's like, "Daddy, can I get it?" Like, and I was like, "No dolls, fuck that. You're getting a bear." That's what I said. <laughs> and I was like, "Cause teddy bears aren't scary." And I went to a son about the Care Bears. Sure. And there they, you go. And I was like, "Real bears are terrifying, but regular bears." And it was. <laughs> And I'm like, well, you guys know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Harvey's like, Brad Maul or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was your one joke. I love how you also don't know how to close out your set at that point. Yeah, so he yeah. just, you wait for there's a silence, and then he just goes, that's all. Yeah, yeah right. I told everybody Keep it was talking. my first time, though, so it was so supportive. They're like, way to go. Nice. You know? So mm-hmm. it was really good, like, cheap way for me to not. Now, what part of you, when you got off stage, because for all comics, there's got to be something in you that goes, well, that feeling sucks. Now, yeah. do I want to do uh, it again? Never do it again. Yeah. Dude, I thought. I was like too competitive and I was like, I can't go out like that. Cause I always thought I'll try it. 
so I could say I tried it. Like because you're a writer, grandkids. right? You were. What was, I was your... in screen? Yeah, I was majored in screenwriting and directing. I love and, uh, the reason that you always say that you did stand up is because because of writing. Because yeah. I was in uh, yeah. film school in writing class, and all the guys I was looking up to, like Albert Brooks and Woody Allen, and even like Judd Apatow or any guys like that, I realized oh, did they stand-up. all did stand up. Yeah, at some, at some point at least yeah. tried it. And I thought like, and I went to a live stand up show at the Laugh Factory because I couldn't do anything at eighteen, and my school didn't really have a campus for like parties. And that's I was, not like, true. Have you never played Uno or Twister? Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> think outside the box. Morning. Yeah, yeah, drunk Uno. <laughs> open a game, fucked up. Dude. Open a game of Boggle for once. But I, I was like, you know what? I, the first thing I wrote in screenwriting class, I was so nervous. Everybody had to read it and criticize it, and the criticism was so not criti- like critic. It was all like, good, it's good, and it's like, mm-hmm. I, it's not good. I'm 18. There's no way this is good. So then I was like, I want to try stand up, and then I did it. I sucked because I wanted to see if I was funny. Yeah, because you think you're funny in high school, but are you funny? So can you do this? It's also different, like yeah. writing something down on paper and having somebody read it and think it's funny versus yeah, right? and all, all, and also reading it in a class where they're not exactly expecting it to be funny, yeah. so it comes out of nowhere. Whereas, yeah, the audience sitting there like you have to be funny right now. Yeah, it's and what, it was a really weird thing. And then, but I realized like it helped so much with writing in general because it like got me to the point. Because when you're doing stand up, I realized I would talk for four minutes till I got to my punchline or something, mm-hmm. and I was like, and then that, and then people are like. The was it? I forgot the beginning of the fuck, <laughs> and it's like shit. So you realize that you it's learn about shoes or yeah. birds. Like, you man. learn how to cut things out. You learn how to. And my standup is all scene anyway. Everything's dialogue. It's always me with somebody else. I, just the way I always think or write. You know, even when I'm doing shit here with Harvey. You know what I mean? Like it's just I'm used to dialogue driven comedy. Is so. there a performer background? Like, did you plays and stuff? Like, no, I, I I shot a lot of short films and and stuff. And then I would anytime I joke growing up, I was always doing stuff like pretending to be a friend and me in a conversation and i would just do it for two hours so you must have been a great storyteller i i, and very, I got better actually. and very lonely and in high school what do you want to do sean we'll do whatever man you're not gonna make the team this year fuck you i will make the team sean's always being like that i know yeah. tyrone hey when'd you get here man yeah you do that too in your act too yeah. where you talk that's just more fun for me it is i can have multiple people Dude, doing act outs yeah. is i mean for why i started doing stamp is because i was doing so much theater and i was yeah. like i the live fix of doing theater like musicals in high school was awesome but i was yeah. like i don't you get to a point where you're like yeah i played danny zuko in greece in high school and my voice was pretty good yeah but the jump from high school to college musical theater is pretty is a nice little jump and then if you want to go to college to broadway or something professional yeah. you got to be ridiculous yeah, yeah and so yeah. i was like but i still love the the audience part and i was like i need that live fix like yeah. it's a fucking rush and they'll let anyone on stage and do stand up hey, to try yeah. at least and then will. I mean, that's what's great about it and, and so uh but yeah like the so i i definitely do act outs uh, as you do too because it's like it's fun to also when i tell stories i see those people so vividly yeah and, I, and you're so great at that and, and very unique in it where you'll have these long four minute uh yeah. rants where you're you you uh paint a whole scene but yeah. you've gotten i think a lot better as you say when you start out and you would do a whole four minute thing and people would go what was that about but yeah. now yeah. you've cut a lot of fat yeah. uh and you can you, you your beats the are there there's a lot of jokes in between uh-huh. uh and sometimes dude you do it so fast i'm i can't even like remembering pe- people are already fascinated by comedians being able to remember all their material yeah and like all the moments and everything but it's like when you do those rants it's like shit man like yeah sometimes i'm like and sometimes you're making them up or mm-hmm. the beats and adding things, yeah. but you're so locked in. You're ad-libbing, but you're into it. Yeah. Do you ever even think like, 
what am I going to say next? Or are you just so into it that you're just no? Because I'm like I'm like when the guy, when the kid's yelling at his mom because he he missed the bus and can't get his dick sucked on the bus. <laughs> when I'm doing that argument where he's like, you got nine iPads in the house, you can't set one alarm for me. Yeah, like I'm not thinking what's I'm just thinking what's what could the kid say in the moment? Yeah, right. Where he's like, I'm mad. You should have set the alarm. I'm having kid dreams up there. You think I'm gonna fucking wake up? <laughs> now I got a test. I'm gonna be all off. You know, like I'm jerking off in the car. It's like no, you're not. Yeah. Yes, I am. You know, and, 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 and here's the thing. Like, I'm not thinking about like oh shit, what what's next? I'm right. Thinking like I'm that guy for this. You're moment. the kid. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm always amazed when like uh, a comic actor or or comedian does like a dramatic role, and everyone's like, "Wow!" The like when Dice uh, just did a uh, uh, just did a uh, Blue, Jas- Blue Jasmine. Yeah, and he's great in that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Wow!" Th- th- this guy, this funny guy, did a dramatic role. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, because yeah. when we're playing the, the we're playing nine parts on stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we have to create the dramatic moments to then have the funny moment in the end. It's like, True. yeah, that's why we're good at that. Shit. Yeah. It's like uh, I did the I did that bit at the improv recently, and I you know the piano was there, and I put my glass up there, mm-hmm. and I was just the mist of this kid, and I'm like, God damn it, mom! And I hit the piano, and the fucking glass smashed on the ground, but I didn't. I was as the character I go, oh, right now I spilled my fucking yeah. juice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, people were like, Did you mean to do that? I was like, No, but it was in the moment. You yeah, stayed in the pocket, yeah. as Brennan says. Because you're like, Fuck it, he's great too, isn't he? That's who, a storyteller, by the way. Who, who are guys that you once That's you started? Storyteller, by the way. Shut the fuck up, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> you think Brett needs your, your publicity dude you're you're doing fine you know here's one thing i really love about you and i think people as you keep you're great in this in interviews too like yeah. on your you did a little piece for last call carson daly uh-huh. and like you're you're obviously a cool guy you're Thanks, obviously bro. but like you're obviously confident but you're adam I, and i are drinking by the way so i feel like i feel like we're, we're like two steps we're, 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 we're two steps away from yeah i love you man yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking, well i wasn't gonna say you're awesome. Awesome. here's why you're great you come in with a great shirt with a great smile yeah. you, you got your beards always <laughs> your, your pants are always groomed and cleaned. I don't know why you're turning to Johnny Depp all of a sudden. Man, I'm, I'm, the no, my pants was my biggest yeah. insecurity. I'm Johnny Depp. Happy. That's a guy that I would want to tag me in a photo on Instagram. If he just Johnny sent Depp. me a voicemail and yeah. was like, Adam, I, um, I just wanted to tell you, first of all, I, uh, I saw you were going to read the stage play of Chocolate, and I want to tell you, uh, don't do it as me as the pirate, but do it as me from Donnie Brasco. That's uh, good. Or from uh, Basketball Diaries, which I was not in, but I did read for. My friend Leo got it. Anyway, uh, get uh, fucking uh, Benny Tune. Fuck Penny in June. He's just just selling his DVDs. Uh, 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 Hold on, I'm just reading my IMDb page right now. No, but but uh, I was gonna. No, it's so funny. You you beat me to doing the Johnny. I was gonna do a Johnny Depp. You can't do yours. Is pretty fucking good. Well, my voice already lives in that little register for me to get down like that. And it's also, it's also him as a pirate, also. But he generally talks. I don't watch my own movies, Oprah. I don't. I saw (laughs) Finding Neverland in the theater, but because I had to, and because I like popcorn. But you know, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, no. But in the last call, the Carson Daly thing, you do a great job, and I think this is really important for all comics who are uh, innately confident, like to be somewhat self-deprecating, yeah. like a little bit, so that people go, "Man, I like that you are confident." And, and he's one and, of us. Yeah, he's one of us. But people like, are flawed. if you're so. I don't know. You want to also be like you can fucking uh, relate to the or like go up and talk to them afterwards. Yeah, and sometimes. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, you know, I don't know who would be a good example. I feel like maybe uh, Dane, when he got to the height of his shit, yeah. probably felt like people were, uh, that they couldn't even like approach him because yeah. he was this like massive juggernaut of of confidence and fucking just sure. you know selling out stadiums. Yeah, but sure. like you, you do a good be? job of of, uh, of knocking yourself a little bit yeah. for stuff that like. And I think innately comedians and actors are all a little well, whatever. People in general have like flaws and, and uh, insecurities, but yeah. um, comedians are all a little bit more willing to talk about them on stage. Yeah, you're more open up open to them and then people ask like what is your comedy and i was like well it's all personal you know there's something mm -hmm. there's something that happened to me and then it's an embellished idea of something that i've either done or like an, a thought process about like wanting to be in love and not being in a relationship not being ready for a relationship things like that but also i said it's it's calling out that voice in your head where it's like i found that out in life just from like dating or certain things like if you're at dinner with a girl and you're like no that's cool cool no it's really cool and in your head you're like what the fuck do i keep saying cool <laughs> i realized i could call that out and i'll yeah. be like sorry i keep saying cool you know what i mean like mm -hmm. last night i was having a drink with this girl and i was exhausted and i just wasn't in it and 30 minutes into it i was just like well look you know maybe next time i'll be a little bit more charming i get it i, I asked you about your where you were from about six freaking times you know but pointing that out she was like oh my god i i wasn't gonna say anything but yeah you were really boring and guess what that probably broke the ice and, yeah, yeah, and right. then i got that fucking oh. <laughs> i couldn't finish that because it got way too cocky and then i put on a blu-ray of pirates of the caribbean <laughs> 2 and started listening to the soundtrack from benny and june then she drove me home. <laughs> Turns out she Kissed was an Uber me. driver. Yeah. And I said, hey, you want to come in? And she said, no, I can't. And I said, hey, come on in. For real? And then she said, no. For real? And I went in, got home by 1230, high school style. <laughs> Just uh, fucking watched by DVR. Do you 30 for 30, rec room of the Big East. <laughs> <laughs> but do you do you have a closing line if you get to that point when you get to the door? I stopped thinking about lines when I was like early twenties, and I realized, right. you know what? All I have to do is be honest, listen upfront, and mm -hmm. that's it. And believe in me, and that was it. So I'll just say, like, I like, am the next Tom Hanks. So I would say, watch you come in. That that's his closing lines. Hey, just 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 so you know, baby, you're going on a Hanks. date. I meant Colin Hanks. Ah. Fuck, I just realized Tom Tom late. is the Thomas. Thomas is the guy from uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not Thomas. Guy. He's he's fucking good. But Colin, Colin, I'm thinking about being Colin. I could be Colin. Yeah, you talk a lot about Dexter. Sure. Oh boy. The fuck was Who that? the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> oh boy. Don't just make that voice without any sort of context or prerequisite. That's, that's Colin, isn't it? <laughs> Colin Hanks. Colin. I don't know. It sounds like a Disney character to me. Oh my god. What are we gonna do, boys? It sounds like a guy who was auditioning to play Mrs. Potter, the teapot, and Beauty and the Beast, and comes in with a completely different take. They go. He goes. I know you guys want a woman. I know you wanted to be British. I know you wanted to sound like Angela Lansbury, who apparently I heard you got the offer out to. I'm here anyway. I know this is fucking just like because I know one of the producers and he doesn't want to make me not come in because we're buddies. But yeah. here's what I'm thinking. Whoa, boy! And they that go, was good. Hey, man. how did you get reverb on that without hitting reverb? Whoa, boy! He's that good. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Thank You're, you for coming in. What's your favorite Disney movie? Disney movie. Everyone's got one. Anyone who goes, man, fuck Disney. Emperor's New Groove. Dude, great call. Beware like the groove. Spade is so good in that. Goose Ghost Sass. I like that yeah. guy. The, the security guard played yeah, by Putty. Is, he was yeah. a good putty. No. He's like, Goose Ghost Sass. Goose Ghost Adventure. Uh, just the way he talked is so funny to me. Oh, well, we got to get I'm it. sorry. You've thrown off the Emperor's groove. <laughs> is that one of the lines? Yeah. Nice. It's a line. You're throwing off the Emperor's groove. Yeah. <laughs> what would you want to be the voice of in an animated film? A lad. No. Not Aladdin. The Beast. Not The Beast. No, no, no. <laughs> Not something that's already happened. Oh. Self-editing. Looking forward. I would like yeah. to be... That's a good name for a Disney movie. Looking forward. I could play a prince. There you go. This is who 
I really like. I know that she is just a couch, but her, she just started talking. I want to do one of those so bad. Oh my god! Well, you're you're already, you're already prepped and I for it. Could say that this time, just stealing other songs. Oh yeah. Something, 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 something. I'm in love with a couch. <laughs> it's a boy who's in love with a couch yeah. because he's hitting puberty and yeah. he doesn't quite yet know how to use his dick. It's true. And the couch is voiced by. Tim Allen, yep, <laughs> is, uh, wow, going in a different direction. Yeah. So the boy doesn't know that the couch is gay, but the boy also doesn't know that he's gay yet. And he's like, I keep, and Tim Allen's like, you keep pumping me on Friday nights. Don't you know it's Shabbat? Don't you know it's Shabbat? The kid's like, I'm not even Jewish. What is Shabbat? Jewish couch. Oh, me and the couch were having good times. I didn't know that you were a guy. Now I must put it in. Little kids are like, what's going on? I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. my. This is the worst movie we've ever seen. It's Trent Morin. Why are your pants off? 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 Then a tough lamp, like street lamp. Just oh, like, yeah. hey, what are you doing fucking the couch? <laughs> oh, you got to fuck that couch. Like, like, oh, my God. Oh, oh you got to fuck that couch. And like six like street New York cat yeah. lamps. He's giving advice the whole damn oh, time. Oh, fuck that couch. Da-da-da. You know, the big closer. You gotta put your balls on the armrest. <laughs> and now you turn can... on the TV. And then just two minutes of them watching TV going, oh, good, good. I didn't know that was out. Yeah. And Tony Danza is the pillow. Hey, how come nobody fucks me? <laughs> I was here first. I was here first. <laughs> Calm down, pillow. I'm a pillow from another couch. <laughs> but I still fit on this one color-wise. Color-wise. <laughs> oh, so it's got, like, so it's got tones of like racial tones. Oh, yeah. Of course. Fred Moore says we took a risk and I'm standing by it. <laughs> Dancing with the devil was worth it. Nobody knew what he meant. He just went to Rhea. <laughs> That was like the female Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Nobody said he went to rehab, but he Nobody. did. Female. Fuck, man, this voice. <clears throat> I'll get it down. I'm going to get it down. Female Morgan Freeman. Hey. Fuck. <laughs> just do a movie. I just oh, want to do one movie like, where's my daughter? No. Ew. You're doing, oh, like, you're doing, like, you're doing like Christian Bale Batman now. Jason that does seem like the best uh, part to do. I think because comedy, like, you have to start thinking, like I was saying about fantasizing what the show would lead to. But movies, obviously, is yeah. the next jump. And it's awesome. like Chris wants to be an action, action star. Movie star. He does. And Bradley. I think he will be. He could be. He's yeah, got he, the voice. He, dude, he will be. We used to do look, uh, voice notes back to back and forth to each other, like lines from like movies. Like he did one that made me laugh. I remember he sent me one where he's like <laughs> pretending he's in a like a fucking big shootout. And he goes like, if you got those extra bullets, now would be a good time to use them. <laughs> but he did, it, he did it so fucking spot on. Yeah. I, you lost, <laughs> I lost. I go, dude, that sounded so like one of those guys in that movie, he goes, "Yeah, I know." He knows. Yeah, he knows that genre so well yeah. that it's oh, like it's if shit. you just give him a script that he can like, I, I don't know, another be- some sort of Beverly Hills Cop ish, maybe Beverly uh, yeah. Hills, Co- Hills Cop meets they did a remake meets Chuck a lot. Aren't they doing a remake as a TV show? Was yeah. it Brandon T. Jackson? Brandon T. Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did that get picked up? I, I don't know. Don't know. That's Why don't you call your friends at NBC? You're in. Yeah. Well, you know. We don't have an air date yet. <laughs> get him on the line, buddy. You know what? What is that like? You know what? I had a drink. I'm going to call him right now. Yeah. yeah. Brent, Brent, Brent. <laughs> hey, fuck you, NBC. Oh, Shit. <laughs> Can you imagine? You have one voicemail from mm. Brent Morin. <laughs> hey, guys. I don't know if you're... Oh, fuck. G- give me a minute. 
uh, just rustling around. No, got- <laughs> stay. This is you doing the voicemail. All yeah. you're calling hey yourself. Guys, so it's me. Um, that's all I'm going to tell you. You should know who this is. Uh, <laughs> Whew, I tell you, when you call, you gotta, you kind of lose your nerve a little bit. Um, just calling to say love ya. Uh, looking forward to promo time. If I could do Fallon, it'd be great. We'll both giggle. We'll both, you know, giggle. Maybe I can play the beer pong thing, the challenge he does. Do you guys ever feel like he just lets them win? Because I feel like he could beat them. I don't know. Boop. If you are satisfied with your message, Shit. please press seven. Yeah. Try it again. Yeah, you do it like nine more times. Hello, NBC. Brent Moran here, star of, un- well, host, uh, second on the call sheet of Undateable. Uh, Chris D'Elia is the star, or Dilia, whatever you pronounce it. Doesn't matter. He's 6'3". Uh, either way, Fallon, what I was saying is, does he just let other people win? I'm just curious, like, I know he's got to be the nice guy, but, you know, you, you could beat Lindsay Lohan. Put some more water on her face. We all want to see it. Anyway, I completely forgot why I called. I got to go. Uh, fuck. Oh, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Ooh. Man, hold. This is the NBC hold song. <laughs> NBC hold song. Yeah. But you still got to talk over the voicemail. I would call. I would call every day. Because I always am curious what people yeah. do in the hold Yeah, NBC got this shit, man. This is me. Gonna tell them how I feel. How do I feel? Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Because they gave me a job. Was a PA before that, and I used to get coffee, and now I get coffees, and that's pretty cool. Got a cool hat. Hello. Hey, how Hi, are you? This is NBC. Hey. M- <laughs> this is just NBC. Yeah, no, we actually had you on speaker the whole time. Oh, fuck. Uh, Brad, let me ask you something. Yeah. Is alcohol going to be a problem for you this season? <laughs> Let's just say when you dance with the devil, sometimes you put on the wrong shoes. Okay, one second, Brent. Okay. Fuck. You dance with the devil, you put on the wrong shoes? You fucking think, figure it out, Brent? Shit. <laughs> Yo, going back to oh, Going back to hold. <laughs> You're brilliant, dude. That's what's so great. When you get on that hold music, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. for sure sing the song you in your head. To. You're like, confident, man. Even like if it's classical, song. you're like, I wonder if I could ever be in a classical band. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I wow. love you, NBC, by the way. Thank you for giving me a career. Yeah, dude. Or at least, no you know, worries. start. And, the start uh, of the career. And we're all anxious as hell I just to want to be show. Jake Johnson. Who Wait, doesn't want to be Jake Johnson? He's killing it right now. He's huh? killing it, dude. He's kind of... He's good. Wait, now, so, but uh, NBC, though, you've been a part of that family for a while. Yeah. I work for The Tonight Show with Conan. Yeah, we got, we got a, assistant. before we get out of here, we got about 10 more minutes left. Nice. I want to hear some, some Conan stories. Mm-hmm. You were a PA on Conan. Was, yes. Yeah. yeah. For that and for The Conan Show. And I was mainly Andy Richter's stand-in. That's what I did. I'd play him in blocking rehearsal. Or if we had a guest on the show that was, like, in makeup, like Pee Wee Herman, I'd play him with Conan and Andy or something. And Would you put on a Pee Wee voice or were you not? No, yeah, no. They always wanted there. me not to. I, actually, I found that harder to do than just being in a show because in a show you get to just act and go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with that standing like you got to do a decent job because the writers want to hear a little bit of the timing but you don't right. want to act so it's kind of like the cool kid in the play yep. in school yep. where he's got the hands in the pockets and he's kind of doing it you know he really wants to but he can't he can't just yeah. kind of like well i don't know conan what do you think and it's just like <laughs> all right brent you know <laughs> But they were so good. Once Conan starts making fun of you, you know he likes you. So when he would call me murderer and just like creep and stuff, then you're like, yeah, I'm in. How early on was that? It was what? How? Oh, how early on? Yeah. Um, Probably at the end of The Tonight Show. Towards the end of The Tonight Show because I always had to be on camera with them and stuff. So they kind of started making fun of me. Like Richter and they're the nicest people ever. I mean, Conan's such like a mentor. And then how do you even how do you even get that job for our for our listeners? They're like, I want to be a PA on Conan. You know what? I was friends with this guy. I'm friends with this guy whose stepmom was the director for the first six years of Late Night mm-hmm. uh, with Conan, and then she went on to direct the Tonight Show with Jay. 
and uh, she was just like grew up with them, good families with that whole crew because there's a lot of people at Conan have been there with them for 17, 20 years. Yep. And so it's all family there. And so she just passed my resume along. She like saw that I wanted it and wanted to work hard and like didn't want to be a waiter or door to door salesman anymore. So then she passed it along. I got the gig as a production assistant. And the great thing was is like that job was so everybody didn't act like they had seniority. Like the producers would talk to you and be friends with you, have a drink with you. That's you great. Know? I could good. pitch a guest, wow. even though I shouldn't. Like, like I, I, didn't, I didn't know my place. Well, I pitched Divine nice. and I pitched oh, wow. uh, Aaron Paul yeah. too. Uh, but then, you know, they didn't listen to me on those. Uh, <laughs> like Adam got booked two years later. I think because they, I think Conan's assistant is a huge fan of workaholics and they had just done something where it's obvious they could do interviews. Right. And then Aaron, Aaron, I, I met Aaron Paul years ago through a friend and uh, like right when Breaking Bad started. And this was like season three and he hadn't done a late night show yet. And I was like, oh, you should get Aaron Paul. And they were like, well, he hasn't done anything yet. Like, they couldn't see anything. Right. Then Conan booked him. Because Conan, it turns out it's Conan's favorite show. And he saw him in New York and jumped out of a car. It's like a famous story. And saw Aaron and was like, I love you. you got to do my show. And Aaron's like, yeah. Oh, my you know? oh, God. Wow. Can you imagine so that? Cool. Yeah. I think, I don't know who I'll say. That's fucking pitched. nuts. I pitched you. That's, I sent your, your, your Ferguson to them. To when? When I didn't work for them anymore. Because <clears throat> I was like, this guy's good on interview. God bless you. I'd, look yeah. at that. Well, and and, and, and look what it did, because he's done Conan now. How many times? <laughs> I never said they listened to me. They make their own choices. You know, They probably just put me right in the spam folder. Well, I know Jeff, too. Having you and Jeff, Jeff Ross, Ross as a, like, mm-hmm. you know. It's dope, man. I got to save that Well, more Jeff pull. Ross. He's the executive producer. And I, was, uh, I got Conan's coffee. So yeah, but, I yeah, don't have a lot of pull. No, you do, though, because you did a great job for them. You were funny. And then when you went back and did stand-up on Conan and then couch, couch and yeah, crush both and Conan yeah. was like made a deal out of you being a PA he loves that shit yeah he, yeah. he was him and uh, JP Buck them were like you should do that Bradley Cooper bit on the couch Conan was like do it mm-hmm. on the couch because it will kill and it's good there if you haven't it's seen it broken. you should look it up it's yeah. on that was awesome it's on teamcoco.com right god damn it that was great but meeting now with Bradley what Cooper happened? we'll let people see the bit so they can see it and yeah. uh, and follow you on Twitter Brent Morn yeah and all your tour dates on brentmorn.com what a day that was. <laughs> Boy, meeting Bradley Cooper? No, not meeting Bradley. Doing stand-up. You know what the best day was? Well, besides that, doing Conan, that was like full circle for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one did you the, get choked up? Uh, I did a little bit the night before because I, I didn't really get, get nervous. Yeah. I was a little nervous and a little bit more, it was a little bit, slightly a little bit more emotional than it, than the uh, sitcom or that other stuff. I mean, that was all awesome. When you After I did the pilot of the sitcom, I remember looking at that and being like, wow, I just did an NBC multi-camp sitcom. I grew up on We this. don't step mm-hmm. back enough, by the yeah. way, from all this shit because we're so focused on the... Yeah. And, and, you, and you want to expect a certain amount out of yourself to go, yeah. I should be here. Yeah. But, and also, you're looking forward because you're uh-huh. like, you do the pilot and you go, cool, man. All right. Now, let's get, now let's go to what's series. next. Yeah. But like, dude, you got to step series, back. Movie. You want you want so much. And yep. you're like, oh, got to do the hour. I got to do the... So yeah, the night what before I called my mom and I was... Got to like, do the hour. Like, you have all these goals and then I remember thinking, I was like, I called my mom like, yeah, I think I'm a little... I'm nervous for this thing a little bit. Once I got there, everybody there is like second family to me. So they were just a lot of like East Coast guys who bust balls and stuff. So they were all just giving me shit. Like, don't bomb Hollywood, you know, which made me comfortable. Awesome, like, right. It was just like a great feeling. And then doing the couch 
all of that was awesome. Because you sat on that couch as stand-ins. So, yeah. like, that's what's mm-hmm. bananas to me, man. Yeah, I always said I, I made a joke, too, because a lot of the crew guys would give me shit because friends would come on and do stand-up on the show, and they would know that I knew them, and then they would be like, hey, why don't you hold his coat? You know, and, like, make me hold his shit. And yeah, I'm like, right. fuck you. And then I just said, mark my words, I'll be a guest on this show this year. I remember driving home going, like, shouldn't have fucking said that. That was a bold. That was bold. <laughs> Three months later, I was, and I remember I was behind the curtain. I was about to come out, and I said, uh, hey, Paul, you know, I told you. And then, like, one of the that is awesome. you, Brent. And they open it and, like, kick me out. And I was just That like, is great. But one of the best moments is I had to go to the upfronts in New York uh, for the show, and they picked the show up. Uh, that was where I got a little bit like, oh, my God, they actually picked the show. That's crazy. Explain and, to the non-show business people what upfronts are. The upfronts are basically, they, it's like a showcase that the networks put on for advertisers. They mm-hmm. bring, like, a four-minute trailer of each show that they're picking up, and it's basically almost like a sales pitch conference. Like, ours was at Radio City Music Hall, sold out. And it's like yeah. every star, J.J. Abrams and Michael J. Fox and David Schwimmer, whoever's there, is there. Anybody from oh, the show? I was definitely producers. there. John, yeah. I was definitely there. I didn't get to do stand-up, but that's because Undateable was doing stand-up first. John Favreau. Oh, I got a funny thing for that. So the whole time Fire we're away. doing it, because you got to do these red carpets, and he's like, there's a CA party and an NBC party, and they like there's all this stuff, and you got to wear a suit. And mm-hmm. You, you stay, feel comfortable you at those parties? the Ritz. No. I, I feel like... I got because I could have a drink or two and people are nice. Like, yeah. And and I think it's just something funny in saying something to somebody really rich, like being like, you know what you're doing wrong. You know, like having those kind of conversations. Dude, and so they love fun. that though, yeah. man, because you're treating them like a real person. Yeah. And no, and no one says that to them. Yeah. And you could have like a lot. I'll be like, first off, you got to calm down, okay? Because what you're doing right now is low. You got to give me better energy. And then you're just having like, I'm just having fun. That's great, dude. But I remember Chris was there, and Chris is on his phone, and he's too cool for school the whole time. Sure. The whole time he had done it for Whitney like prior, and he's just like that in general. It wasn't like trying to be a dick. He's just kind of like, yeah, where are we going? All right, all right, all right. But the funniest part was that we do the red carpet thing and we're taking photos and he's like, you're going to hate every one of these fucking pictures. Like, it's saying that to me while we're on the, like, <laughs> taking the photo. And he's right. All, all of them, you just look bad. But uh, we, we get inside. Now we're in Radio City Music Hall and they're announcing all the shows. We're the last one they announced for comedy. And they have a camera on you, but it hasn't cut to us yet, like they do at the Oscars or Golden Globes, yep. where they're like, the guy's on the knees getting ready. Chris has been on his phone the whole time. He's kind of like, when are we done? Like, we got to eat, you know? Like doing this shit. The camera gets on our face. He <clears throat> calmly puts his phone in his pocket. This is where I got really fucking nervous because now your Radio City mini drivers in front of me. Like, you Holy know, shit, all these dude. people are going to see you on yeah. camera. They don't know who you are. And then we got to see a trailer we've never seen. They don't know show. who you are. Let me just stop real quick. That, that moment, by the way, because you know that you're about to be introduced to not the world yet, yeah. but like. A people lot of important people paying your salary. Yeah. Who all they're thinking is, who the fuck is that yeah, yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So what do you do to co- to to basically prove to them? Here's who I am. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. What do you to be do? here? Yeah. Well, what happened was that they, the camera is about to come to us, and Chris calmly just goes, Ugh, puts his phone into his pocket, straightens up, and then he he leans over to me before they cut to us, and he goes. <clears throat> This is the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> and I fucking start laughing because everything up to that point was cool for right. school. And then he must have felt the same, like, sweating heart, awesome. embarrassing mm-hmm. shit yeah, to lean up and le- lean into me and go, this is the most nervous I've been in my entire life. <laughs> and then Love they it. cut right to us. And we got a big laugh because Chris just kept trying to cut me off. Like, we didn't know what we were going to do. <laughs> we kept trying to just be like, and I was just like, like we're just fucking with each you other. Which was kind of what the show is. Anyway. Yeah. It's just him being like, I'm Shows the shit. Chemistry, being like, yeah. Do you even hear yourself? And he's like, mm-hmm. I only hear myself. Like that's the whole like thing of the show. So that was great. But then that night or two nights later, Conan was there for the upfronts for TBS. 
And his assistant calls me and says, hey, Conan wants to have drinks with you. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Nice. And he goes, and there's a gift in my room for you. And it was a bottle of Dom Perignon from Conan. And he says, meet in the Mandarin bar at like six. So I go down there. It's me. It's Jeff Ross. It's a circle of everybody, like the head of William Morris, like just powerful people, friends he's had in New York, overlooking Central Park. Chris Rock walks up, says hi to Conan. Conan's like, hey, this is Brett, very funny guy. You know, oh, things like Jesus, having man. $20 drinks with Conan, you start getting a little buzz, and you start, he starts saying, hey, if you ever need advice about NBC or, or comedy or you know whatever, like you're going to be fine. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. Like You might think this. What are some of those things? Give me one of those. Well, you might do this, think this. Well, he was just like, <clears throat> you can't be, you know, he told me a story. Like the second year he did the upfronts, first year he was so nervous. He said, because I told he said, how do you feel about all this? I said, oh, it's a little fast-paced. He's a little... You're not used to it. You're uncomfortable. You like you're with Sean Hage with all these guys who've done it for years, who are like legit guys. Sure. And he said, my second year of doing it, uh, every actor had to come on stage back then for mm-hmm. it. And he said there was a there was a group of of young guys like twenties came up to him and were like, Mr. Brown, you have any advice? And he's like, Look, you're gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's gonna be great. You know, give them, make them feel okay, make them feel comfortable. Call you out. You're gonna have a good time. And then he says, he walks away, he's like, who the hell are those guys? That's never going to last or whatever. And that was Friends. <laughs> so he says, you never know, Brett. Yeah. Like, that shit, like, and those that became, like, A-list movie stars. And, like, right. he's like, so you just enjoy it. And he's just like, don't don't think you're, like, set. You know what I mean? Don't think this is it. Like, always be aware that things can go away, obviously. You know? So yeah. Be a good kinda, dude. They say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and don't don't change who you are. Like, be, you're a good guy. Be a good guy. Like, Conan's always been a good guy. Like, he's always just, like, good. Yeah, and that's just, what you hear about him. Yeah, he's great. And, like, I know if, when our show has an air date and when we're about to go out that he'll do whatever he can to try to, like, promote it, which is cool. So... Well, because he knows that he... Be all right, friend? <laughs> no, it's just, you know, I made it all up. <laughs> I'm not on a show, all right? It doesn't Whoa. exist. Oh, you, wow. Just I got a... you all. We, I we... got the Laugh Factory. I got Marquis. <laughs> I got Marquis. I'm still a PA. <laughs> Tom Hanks is the next me. Or what did you say? Tom Hanks is fucking the... stupid. I... <laughs> They're all stupid. Hollywood's dumb. Wow, we just got I could be Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I could be in fucking war. What does that mean? <laughs> can you cry on cue? Can I? Yeah. It's what do you tap into, or is it just, uh, just me? Just, just everything that's just going you? on. I'm not happy with who I am. Well, you know what I do? To be true. honest, as an actor, I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> a little parched. You um, masticate. Apparently. Yeah, here's a deal. Hey, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you, you have you have these moments. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll, you know what? I found the easiest thing to do. There's only two things that I tap into that could make me cry if I'm not doing something like a scene. Yes. There's two things that without a scene, because I realize it's easier for me to cry if I actually pretend I am that person and I'm in that moment and not think about myself. If okay. I think like if my character is dad died or whatever things I've auditioned for, I've had to do that or my girlfriend or something. If I just picture that it actually is my girlfriend, it makes it so much easier for me. More than but you. More than me just yeah. thinking about like my dog drowning in the because, spot. Because happened. Brent Morn wouldn't actually cry. Yeah, I'm an artist. Man. I'm an artist. Yeah. My dog dying in the what? My dog drowning in the spa. I found my dog <laughs> drowning in the spa, which was terrible. So I would pull on that one. But you know what one always used to get me? This is going to be a little weird. My dad and I playing catch. That's what always that just no, said it all, dude. And he's Except still alive. But that right there, that, that moment we used to play every day. That's yeah, great. And it was just like I t- I could tap into that one and for some reason that gets it. It's great. But usually dude, I just rely on the material. Like if you got good material <laughs> <laughs> Translation, writers, just come yeah. up with good shit. If you don't have good shit, then I don't know what to tell you, dude. I don't know what to do with that. I can't you know? spin your shit into gold. What Who, am I supposed to do? Who am I? Tom Hanks? Could you cry? Let's say you're on the phone uh, yeah. with NBC. Okay. 
you, you call up uh-huh. and uh and they're like uh yeah, one second, Brent, and you're like, and they're like, hey, we wanted you to have a talk with James Cameron, uh, who who is at NBC because he's about to do a pilot slash miniseries okay. about a guy who plays catch with his dad all the time. And, then, and you're locked in, and they're like, okay. Brent, we want you to read the scene, but we want you to improvise, and we want you to make it your own. Okay. Um, but there's there's one song that we want to have in the background <laughs> while you're playing it, and it's going to assist you. It's not gonna it's not gonna take away from the moment, but it's it's going to be. It's going to really kind of just put you into a world of, of what the emotion is and and what um, and, and what you're feeling. And I don't want to tell you what the name of the song is, Brent, uh-huh. but it's, I like it's definitely... It's cold, and there's some wind, and maybe you're outside, maybe you're inside. But and Now, Brent, if you want to sing your emotions, you can sing them. Right. Just read the script. Just read the copy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Saturday night, playing catch, staying in because my friends aren't really there. They only like me because I care. Well, my father says, throw me the ball. Well, I did, and it was too tall for him. It went over his head. Damn it, Brent. This little kid Cameron grabbed him. Right away. I got your ball, asshole. Cameron was gay, and that has nothing to say with what I'm talking about. I like this. He did. And all <laughs> I'll say is, James Cameron, please put me in this movie or miniseries called Catch. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hi, Brent. Uh, yeah. Hi, so yeah. we're going to need you to do that one more time. Wow. Uh, James actually just got here. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. But we've got another song for you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <can't> do Dude, that <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> Brett Moore, yeah, everyone. Well, Brett yeah. Moore. Brett, uh, you're one of those guys that when it was announced that you got this show, uh, com- comics weren't jealous, comics weren't mad, we were like, good for Brent. Cause That's how I know you're a good dude. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're out there every night, you're a good yeah, guy, dude. fun dude to hang out with, and uh, shit. we are, you are funny. <laughs> shit. You are. <laughs> but you also, yeah, but, you all, shit, but you've dude. also put the shit, work dude. in, man. It's oh, like, yeah, good, man. Good, uh, good shit happens to good people, but it also doesn't happen by chance. Like, you, you know, you gotta put yeah. yourself, everything, you know, what, stand-up since 18? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like you have you Almost put yourself in a position. Years, nine years or something. Yeah. As my mom mm-hmm. says, Putin Ray, she goes, uh, "You create your own good luck." What's your mom's name? Well, her real name is Carolyn, but her nickname is Putin. Putin Ray. Yeah, Putin Ray. Cool. Well, actually, now it's Putin Cox because my stepdad's name is last name is Cox C O X, and I did this joke once on stage where I go, "My stepdad's last name is Cox." My stepdad's the shit, by the way. He's the coolest guy I've ever mm-hmm. met. My mom's real name is Carolyn Cox, but her my in Oklahoma, my grandpa gave her the nickname. He's a little puddin'y. He's a little puddin'. So all growing up, and my mom's a spunky fucking, just the coolest fucking yeah. fun, funny. I get all my shit from her. She's the best. So puddin makes sense of who she is. That being said, Puddin' Cox, if you didn't have her Carolyn, her work name, but Puddin' Cox. So I go on stage one night and I go, you know, I'm just glad, you know, my stepdad's last name is Cox, so Puddin' Cox. I go, I guess I just be, should be glad that my stepdad's last name wasn't Cox in the butt. <laughs> Nobody laughed. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, a, a, Cox a, Adam, Adam, uh, if Bill Cosby were to do a commercial for Puddin' Cox, <laughs> uh, how would that sound? Well, this Friday. 
not that only. We've got six new flavors of popsicles. We've got grape, lemon lime, root beer, slushy, creamsicle, bike ride, and pudding cocks in the butt. Because every Friday can be fun Friday, even if you don't have legs. I'm Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill, are you okay? I'm Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, 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 that's his send-off. Let me send Bill. it off to yeah. Johnny real quick. Well, there's one thing you didn't say about the Johnny Depp popsicles is that they all come with a bottle of whiskey <laughs> and a free DVD Blu-ray of that movie I did where I did the voice of the fucking... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, of the fucking uh, Geico <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> what was he doing? Uh, uh, Rango? Rango. <laughs> 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 or oh oh, it could be the movie about the Geico lizard. I knew you were searching. You were doing so well, and I, yeah. I felt you searching uh, at the end of that. Uh, You're like, no way did that. Uh, <laughs> that DVD uh, that movie? Geico movie. Uh, Dude, what if he said that? If he really said that, you know, well, that DVD of that fucking uh, <laughs> that movie with the Geico guy did, like, what Rango? Johnny? <laughs> Thing you, know, you, you made $20 million for it? Yeah, that piece of shit. Yeah, Rango, I would laugh so I think he was the coolest fucking dude. Yeah. Dude, that would fucking... That almost makes me as happy as... I went to the Justin Bieber premiere with Chris, because Bieber's a fan of Chris. Right. And there's a scene in it where the guy's asking Bieber a question in an interview and goes like, what do you do at 19 when nobody will say no to you for anything? And he tries to like, well, I just think about my family and friends. He goes, no, no. Like, nobody will say no to you. You can do whatever you want. And uh, during that moment is supposed to be a serious moment. He goes, well, I just rely on the way I was raised. Da, da, da. And Chris leans over and goes, now get me a fucking dragon. <laughs> it was like, and I lost it in the middle of this theater where Bieber is, and, to, and people look back, and I was like, how funny would that be if he was doing that interview, and he was just like, I just look at my family, like, it's fine. Now get me a fucking dragon. Like, if Justin Bieber said that in the interview with that leather outfit, be over. and everybody laughed, and then he just looked at you seriously, and it's like, you really just want to just give him a fucking dragon? Like, what is he... <laughs> If he just had the ability to be fun, oh fuck, man! If we were Bieber, I know, if we dude. were Bieber, how fun would we? We be? would have some dragons. We would. I'd definitely be asking for dragons. But you know what we do have? Uh oh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> God damn it! Well, at least a low reject song. What's that? I was trying oh. to play us out with this song. Oh yeah, yeah, should. yeah. Anyway, Brent, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, you're, you're you're on Twitter. <laughs> At Brent Twitter, Morin. Vine, Twitter, Instagram, all the same. Brent Morin, B-R-E-N-T-M-O-R-I-N. And watch Brent the show, Undateable, Undateable on Coming NBC. NBC soon. Doesn't have a date yet. No. But it will, because oh. Brent's going to leave some voicemails in the presence of NBC's voicemail. Take us out, Brent. Yeah. Watch NBC. Watch NBC Undateable. You can eat it. What? <laughs> Listen, Bill Cosby's a guest star. Alec Baldwin guest star. John John Day Lewis. John, or John Daly. Golfer? Sorry, John Daly. John okay. Daly was in an episode played by Dad. Ooh, he didn't make it to the end of the taping, so it's really weird. He disappears about ten minutes into the show, but but you know we don't explain it, so that's kind of fun new shit. That's like new. Anyway, right. me, Rick Glassman, Ron Funches, Bianca K, created by Adam Stekiel, Zykiel, Saki, whatever the fuck his name is. Bill Lawrence sure gave me a that. career. Thanks, Bill. I always say it like that, and he hates it. Uh, mm. <laughs> Chris Dillia, not Dillia. Everybody, it's Dillia, just so you know that forever. Love your shoes, Chris. You got the best shoes in the game. And me, Bill Cosby, I play the pudding cocks in the butt popsicle salesman. I'm in for two lines, four episodes. God damn it, who let Bill in here? <laughs> Bill's drive me home. <laughs> Billy. Fuck yeah, man. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it. 
on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.